Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Richard Lear, Sports Radio 1019 FM, the fan, WFAN. Hello there, and to steal a line from an old friend, good just barely morning to you. Richard Deer with you on the fan until 7.30 till Westwood One's football preview show. And boy, did they have a lot to preview this morning with all these games. Now, I've always maintained that next weekend is the best weekend of football because you've got the teams that get the bye, the best two teams in the NFL, according to their record anyway, uh, involved in it. But this weekend is pretty, pretty spectacular when you look at it. And there's so much stuff going around as the regular season ends with all the coaching hirings and firings and surprises. Yeah, who knew other than Robert Kraft and maybe Belichick and Jared Mayo that he already had in his contract that he was going to be the next coach of the New England Patriots when Belichick stepped aside and I guess stepping aside is a kindly way of putting <laughs> putting it because I don't think that Belichick had much choice in the matter uh, I think he and Kraft have been frenemies can we use that term for years uh, Belichick was the guy that won all those championships and the guy that walked on water in New England and Kraft respected him and Maybe he didn't like the way he comported himself with the media and some other things, but hey, how can you argue with probably the greatest coach of all times, even though that legacy has come under fire of late because of the record in the non-Brady years. But uh, famously, Belichick, it now comes out, when Brady was in his mid to late 30s, was saying, hey, this guy's not going to win anymore. Got to move on from him. Got to get somebody else. And you know, this is one of those things where, yes, conventional wisdom says that about quarterbacks. And, you know, Jet fans are hoping and praying that that doesn't happen to Aaron Rodgers, that he just kind of falls off a cliff in terms of his uh, quality of play. But Belichick was convinced it was going to happen to Tom Brady. And Kraft was a big Brady supporter and fan and didn't want to buy it. But, all right, you know, Bill, you know football. I'm just an owner. I'm just a guy. So they let Brady walk. And then he goes to Tampa Bay and wins a championship. And Belichick looks stupid. And that 
probably was the, not the final blow, but, you know, whatever you want to call it, the stake in the heart, the death knell, the foreshadowing that it was all going to be over at some point, unless Belichick was able to magically transform the Patriots from a team that was starting to go downhill pretty rapidly to a team that uh, had new life, new spirit. And, of course, it didn't work out that way. They were terrible this year. And even Belichick saw the writing on the wall and couldn't justify it. Stoic that he is, he wouldn't talk about it. And, you know, this is one thing where I think as much as Jet fans, maybe even Giant fans to a lesser extent, hate the New England Patriots. You know, they've been their personal whipping boy for so many years. They haven't beaten them until last Sunday in what was pretty much a meaningless game, that they handle things in a very classy way. That press conference, oh, I'm not going to kiss him because he's got a cold, but look what this guy did for us. Kraft took the high road. Belichick took the high road. Now, there's stuff being leaked out now, and you don't know whether it's coming directly from the Belichick camp, the Kraft camp, or well-meaning friends who are just letting things out, saying, well, you know, I got the the real story. I got the inside stuff on what was going on. But by and large, they've, they've kept it on a pretty high level, and they haven't taken personal shots. They've done it in a classy way. And, and look, uh, Mayo was, was called Little Bill. So I don't know that his style coaching and his philosophies coaching are going to be all that much different than Belichick's. But he will have a, a general manager over him who will make the calls on personnel. And I'm pretty sure he'll be more media and fan-friendly I mean, it would hard to be worse, or or even the equal, because Belichick didn't give you anything. And, and you know what? It it's all a question of style and manner. Because, you know, I was listening to Brian Dable, and he doesn't give you anything either. He doesn't tell you anything. Salah doesn't tell you anything. He does it in a nice way. He's very. You know, comes off as a really nice guy and sensitive and all that. But you watch his press conferences. He doesn't tell you anything. He doesn't give you any inside stuff. And no coaches do. No wise coaches do. I I learned that. I've told the story before on the air with the late Jim Fossil when I was covering the Giants. When I had the temerity in a press conference to ask him something about directional punting. And he gave me the death stare like... You, you're asking me to divulge my strategy before a game? Um, and I, I think he gave me a pretty curt, hey, kid, you got a lot to learn, <laughs> answer. <laughs> so I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get, yeah, you know, we're going to you know, try for the coffin corner or any of that stuff back when punters actually did try for the coffin corner. Now they don't. They just pop it up in the air and hope that uh, – Put some backspin on it so that it goes inside the 10-yard line. Speaking of Dable, unlike the Patriots where not a whole lot of venom has come out, 
In the case of Wink Martindale, a lot of venom has come out. And it's, it's obviously coming from observers, players, maybe Martindale's friends and deposed coaches that he supported and maybe was the big reason that he stormed out in a huff and gave the Giants a big FU. But it seems to me that uh, Dable, and we've seen it, it's not like he's making this up, goes ballistic on the sidelines, gets in players' face, yells at them, uh, castigates them in front of their teammates. And if you've ever played a competitive sport, that is one of the worst things you can do. And I don't think it's by design. I don't think Dable uh, says, okay, you know, I'm going to be tough on these guys. I just think he loses his temper. He gets angry when he sees mistakes. And we all do. I mean, you know, if you're watching the game on TV, I've told the story a million times about my wife, who is very mild-mannered for the most part and doesn't curse or act quote-unquote unladylike. Can't use that expression anymore, but you know what I mean. And yet, watching the Giants or the Jets and watching them up, 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 offsides, illegal motion, false start, killing drives, holding 10 yards, those things. She uses verbiage that a sailor would be shrinking from. They go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to hear that. So we all get angry. You know, we're fans, we're media people, we root. Whether we try to seem objective or be objective, it's hard not to be when you see guys screw up. Guys who are making millions of dollars, you know, as if that's insulation from making mistakes, right? Like no CEO of a major company has made a mistake. No <laughs> even small business owner has made us. We all make mistakes, but when they make them on Sunday afternoon in front of millions of people watching, it comes to the fore. So it seems like Dable is a real hothead. And, and you know, it's like, you know, the captain of a ship. You know, if if you see him panicking, if you see him losing it, losing his focus and getting angry, it doesn't make you respect him more. Now, players are not going to say that now because he's their boss. And you rip your boss in public, and, you know, unless you are a superstar player, you risk alienating that boss and having him think, well, what do I need this guy for? This guy that doesn't like me, doesn't like the way I coach, I don't need him around. And he'll look for every opportunity to dump your butt. And maybe that's part of what happened with Brady and Belichick, that uh, Brady got more and more, uh, shall we say, forceful in his opinions and meetings and things, maybe even contradicting Belichick at, at, on occasion. Could be. So when you do things like that, you, you lose people. And I think that Dable is... Uh, you know, as much as he was coach of the year last year and transformed the Giants in 22 from a loser to a playoff team that won a playoff game on the road, what a job, and all of that stuff, and got Daniel Jones to play at a very high level. Now, after this 
woeful season for the Giants. You look at those things that he did, and you say, well, this is, this is not good coaching. And, and Martindale, um, you know, some quotes that have been attributed to him basically said, hey, look, I don't go crazy on the sidelines when my guys make a mistake. I will take them to task privately in meetings, film, whatever. But I'm thinking of the next play. I'm thinking of, okay, you just gave up 20 yards on a blown coverage. What are we going to do now? Instead of yelling at the cornerback or safety that blew the coverage. You know, he knows it. He feels bad about it. He will be reminded of it. He will be punished for it in some manner, maybe pulled out of the game or whatever. But, uh, you know, yelling at him on the sidelines is not very effective and doesn't make him respect you more and want to do better. In fact, it can make the guy dwell on his mistakes instead of saying or, or desperately trying to make up for it and do something else that's stupid and spiral into even worse play. You know, it's motivation 101. So you look at these things, and Martindale, hey, I don't want to coach with somebody like that. You know, it's interesting because we've, we've given Gen Zers this bad rap of, well, they don't put up with stuff that we put up with when we were, you know, us boomers, when we were learning and being coached, being taught, college, high school, grammar school, even, you know, we took a lot of stuff, discipline. And we, you know, we, some of us rebelled. I certainly did. But, you know, we basically learned to toe the line. And kids today, oh, these kids don't have the respect for their elders. They don't toe the line. You know, where have we heard that before? Every generation does that. But I think it is a philosophy that if you're a teacher, a coach, you have to abide by. You have to understand that, um, you know, I'm not saying that young football players are snowflakes, but you got to keep in mind what makes them want to run through a wall for you. And yelling and screaming usually doesn't get it done. So we move on to uh, the weekend. We got Cleveland and Houston. You know, a game. And every game has a, a, a storyline here, right? Cleveland and Houston, you got Joe Flacco. Uh, you would have had Deshaun Watson had he not gotten injured coming back to Houston, the team that traded him, let him go. So there's a storyline there. Flacco, the 38-year-old coming off the couch and throwing for over 1,500 yards in five games. Now, what a story that is. Can he do it again in a playoff situation? The fact that the Browns beat Houston a couple of weeks ago, but without Stroud, you know, does that matter? They, you know, we've seen it happen where regular season games do not translate into what uh, happens during the playoffs. So there's interest in that game, although that's one of the games I'm least interested in. Because I don't think either one of those teams has what it takes to go all the way. But then you've got a game that I'm not going to see. I doubt Miami and Kansas City. And, you know, you've seen it, Mushnick's column. Everybody's written about it, talked about it all week. How dare the NFL basically make that game a pay-per-view? Now, technically it's not. You know, you subscribe to Peacock, you get the game. 
and you can subscribe to it for $5.99 and then cancel it. So you can do that, but that makes it a, you know, you're paying six bucks to watch a football game. Now, the six bucks <clears throat> on a Saturday night, you know, what is that? One, <laughs> I was going to say, this is dating myself. That's one beer, one glass of wine somewhere, you know, find me a glass of wine for six bucks. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the price of a drink, nothing. Glass of wine at home from a reasonably priced bottle, right? So it's not a big deal, but it's that slippery slope. It's opening the door. And you know what? I'd like to be able to tell you, boycott the game tonight. Don't pay the six bucks. Don't subscribe to Peacock. But it seems to me that this is inevitable. There are reports in the papers today that ESPN and NFL are negotiating that the NFL is going to have a stake in that network. And we've been calling ESPN a cable network, a satellite network. They have other plans. They want to become a streaming service. If you want ESPN, and they're talking about doing this in 2025 in a year, and maybe even by the end of this year, that rather than, oh, you get it on DirecTV or you get it on Spectrum or, you know, whatever, Optimum, whatever you have, uh, not going to be able to get it there. You're going to have to buy it separately if you want ESPN. And that's the way it's going. Uh, the cable companies are not real happy about this. You know, they're they're diversifying uh, even DirecTV is talking about, well, we're not going to put any more satellite dishes up if we can help it. Uh, you can stream us. That's the way it's going to go. And it's going to go that way pretty quickly. So if you want every football game for your home team, uh, yeah, it'll be on over-the-air channels for a while, but even that's going to go away eventually. And you're going to have to pay Maybe not per view, but you're going to have to pay a lot of money. <laughs> and you're going to have to pay a lot of different sources. I mean, we talked about the Yankees this year where they're on, yes, okay, yes, but they're on Amazon, and they're on Apple, and they're on ESPN, and they're on Fox. They're all over the place. And if you want to watch every Yankee game, you better have access to all those places, MLB, or else you're not going to see the games. You know, you're going to listen to them on the radio on the fan, which is a good alternative, but not watching it. So this is what's going on. This is what's happening. And yes, if you want to boycott it and this fails, will it make the people who stream say, well, maybe we shouldn't do this? I doubt it. I think it's going to make them say, well, maybe we're a little bit ahead of our time. It's coming. Maybe people aren't ready for it yet. And I think Goodell and the NFL people realize that, and they understand the ratings are going to be lower than they would be if this was over the air on a broadcast network. But they're going to say, well, we're experimenting. We're trying to bring the game. We're trying to serve the fans, bring it to more people. They're going to try to paint it as something good for you, right? Like personal seat licenses. It's good for you. It's good investment. Right. <laughs> 
All right, lots more to talk about. The Yankees signed Stroman, the Mets signed Manea. We'll get into that, <laughs> and we'll get into everything else going on in the world of sports, and a whole lot is going on in just a moment. Our phone number, 877-337-6666. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.